0: From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel
1: Porter.
2: Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, I'm Laurel Porter. There is no doubt Oregonians sent a clear message to lawmakers with the last election. Do something about the homelessness and affordable housing crisis and do it now. It was a crucial part of Governor Tina Kotek's platform during her campaign. And immediately after being sworn in as governor, she declared a state of emergency for homelessness. And now lawmakers are following through with a $200 million funding package to address homelessness and boost affordable housing. Here to shed light on what this package will accomplish for Oregonians, joining us from Salem, welcome to my guests, House Representative Maxine Dexter and Oregon State Senator Casey Jama, legislative chairs of the House and Senate Housing Committees. Welcome to Stray Talk. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here with you thank
1: you laura thanks for having us well it's a pleasure
2: first let's set the stage Uh, put this in perspective how significant is this 200 million dollar housing and homelessness package representative dexter
0: thank you so much laurel this is of course our top priority as you said oregonians made clear that we must do something about housing and homelessness and really it's unprecedented that we have passed such an Impressive and substantive um, package so early in the session. We are standing together with our Republican and Demo- Democratic colleagues to make sure that we address the crisis that we are in at this moment with the urgency that it deserves.
2: Senator Jama, how big of a deal is this?
1: I think this is really important. and he- big deal. Uh, as you know, uh, you all said, we are facing humanitarian crisis. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we, you can go every street, every corner of this state, and you see the problem. Uh, uh, so we recognize that. And I think, as you said, Ford sent us a clear message uh, last election oh, yeah. saying that we need to address this. And so uh, we are very, very grateful that the governor really uh, gave us a clear indications when order, she put a the executive order that we have to work together as a team, both Republican and Democrats and with the governor, uh, and to ensure that we address this issue in significant ways. And this is, so this is really important, important, important piece of legislation.
2: Well, let's take a look at what's actually inside the package. How much money is in there and what it goes for. 130 million addresses unsheltered homelessness in much of the state. 27 million goes toward rural Oregon continuum of care. 25 million addresses youth homelessness. 20 million toward production of modular homes using Oregon mass timber and other materials. 3 million for a revolving loan program supporting local governments and developers in building affordable housing for people with family wage jobs. 5 million in grants for farmers to improve on site housing for farm workers. Senator Jama that 200 million is included in two different bills. House Bill 5019 and House Bill 2001 both passed the House last week, just passed the Senate Tuesday, Tuesday night. And you, you as you mentioned, you had bipartisan support in both the House and Senate. How quickly can this get to the governor to sign it? And how quickly can we see the money get to work?
1: I think the governor give us a clear indication. She wants us to uh, act urgently, and so my expectation is that, that, as you said, also this has been really incredible partnership uh, between Republican and Democrats. We see these issues as a issue that we have to address as a as a collective effort. Uh, so I'm very grateful that uh, the, both uh, the, the Senate Democrats and Republican folks come together. Again, and this issue is not a Republican issue or Democratic issue. This is an organ issue, and what it needs is organ solutions. Uh, so we're hoping that the governor will be signing this bill by this coming week. Uh, so that's our hope. I think she will be able to sign it. And she's waiting. She's been waiting for us.
2: And uh, Representative Dexter, will we just will we see this money get to work right away?
0: Absolutely. We have $30 million that's ready to get out the door immediately. And this is going to be distributed through multi-agency coordination, which is an emergency management infrastructure that the governor has designated to really put the work um, on the ground and put the dollars to use right away.
2: Well, the biggest chunk of the money, 130 million is earmarked for addressing unsheltered homelessness in the state. With the stipulation, it went to counties where the homeless population increased by 50 percent between 2017 and 2022. It was somewhat controversial since it left out some counties like Clotsop and Lincoln counties. Clotsop saw the highest rate of homelessness per capita in the entire state for the past eight years. They've since been added, after they applied, and they pushed really hard to be included. Representative Dexter, why were they left out?
0: You know, I believe that it was just that they didn't have the data that they needed to be engaged and and included right off the top. Um, The governor took swift action when she declared a homelessness emergency, and this is now going to allow state agencies to unleash a a coordinated and impactful response to all of the most pressing areas of our state. Um, She has worked with us and us with her to make sure that we're now reaching every corner with the rural continuum of care. And now um, these counties will be able to access services, either through the original emergency order or through the rural continuum of care.
2: And Representative Dexter, how many people are we talking about that will be rehoused or helped to avoid homelessness in the first place?
0: Yeah, these numbers are evolving as we bring other counties in. And so the original executive order um, focused on um, new shelter beds in the number of 600, Um, Rapid rehousing for 1,200 people and prevention of um, people becoming homeless, those who are housing insecure, um, being at the order of 8,700. We know that there's already motion towards increasing those numbers, especially for the shelter beds and rehousing, and that number will continue to evolve.
2: Well, the package carves out about 85 million to expand shelter space in the Portland region, Central Oregon and Lane County and others. But there's concern that while this will help fund new shelters, Existing ones might close. The money is attached to building new ones, but many communities need funds to continue to operate the shelters they already have. Kelly McIver with the city of Eugene's Community Development Division told OPB, it's clearly concerning that we may see new shelters stood up and potentially need to lose existing shelters and possibly have a net loss of beds in our area. Senator Jama, do you have any concern about potential unintended consequences with the money?
1: I think first of all, we have to recognize that this is a a big issue. And so for us, I think the important thing is that this is not the only thing that we have to do this session. This is the the $200 million is actually uh, early investment. Uh, So there's more work to be done, but more importantly also, both local jurisdictions and counties and the state and the governor, we have to work together. We have to address this issue collectively. So I, I understand the concerns, but I think for me, What I can tell you is that this is going to be addressed collectively as a community, but also, as I said earlier, it's not going to be the only thing that we have to do this session.
2: So Representative Dexter, could money be added to support uh, existing shelters then in the future legislation?
0: yes i will tell you that we are looking at this at the housing committee every um meeting that we have we are looking at ongoing work on bills and you know the reality is that this is going to be a challenging budget cycle and housing is the top priority and i will advocate with my colleagues to make sure that we get the resources we need to not lose ground and continue building towards housing security for every oregonian
2: and Senator Jama, even with bipartisan support in the House and Senate that you've talked about and praised, some Republican lawmakers did express concern about how much of a real difference this will make in the full context of Oregon homelessness and the crisis that we have right now. The House Minority Leader Vicki Breeze Iverson said, without a bipartisan commitment to reform measure 110 and truly tackle the drug crisis in Oregon, I fear we will continue to see more of the same. So while this bill provides expanded shelter capacity and rent assistance, I do not believe it gets to the heart of the issue, the failure of Measure 110 to provide meaningful treatment. Senator Jama, is this funding package just a band-aid that doesn't really get to the root cause of the homeless crisis?
1: I think for me, first of all, let me say this. We all are recognized and agree that there's a crisis in both in the issues of drug addiction and and, and homelessness. There's no doubt about that. Also we have to recognize that measure 110 has been approved by the forest in large margin. Uh, So the forest are also telling us that uh, war on drugs didn't help. We've been fighting war on drugs for decades and decades and decades and what result do we got? Uh, we, we have a good result that helps our community to be healthy. Uh, so, I think for me that we have to ensure that we have to also as Measure Ten money gets out of the door. Now, I think last for the last six months, we need to give a time that Measure Ten needs to work. Uh, and so, I think it, at the end of the day, both behavioral health issues as well as the homelessness issues needs to be addressed collectively. And I think. It, both measure 110 and uh, this money $200 million expenses will be working together to ensure that we have to uh, have the right mechanism to address this so um, I think we need to just give a time, and, and as I said earlier, the forests have majority of the forest have approved Measure One Ten, so we just need to make sure that it works well.
2: Representative Dexter, you're a physician, so I wanted to get you to weigh in on Measure One Ten. Is this something that lawmakers are looking at, uh, making sure it really does increase treatment to drug addiction and mental health treatment across the state?
0: Yes, and thank you, Laurel. I, I really wanted to jump in here. Um, I have the opportunity to serve on the Behavioral Health and Healthcare Committee as well as the Housing Chair, and I will be absolutely clear. We are working towards addressing the root cause of these problems at the housing and the Behavioral Health and Health Care level. When a person is experiencing an addiction or a mental health crisis, and they don't have the stability of home, they don't have an opportunity to heal. And what we have to do is address both of those issues. People need housing security. It is the base, the foundation of our hierarchy of needs, food and shelter. And until you address those, all the other interventions that we can offer just can't work. And I see this every day as a physician when our houseless continue to have addiction and and other mental health crises that they are self-treating because they don't have access to care. So it's a yes and, and it's really important that we remember that.
2: Well, let's talk more about getting that housing security. the rest of the $200 million packages, focuses on initiatives to expand affordable housing throughout the state, supports rural communities. How far behind Representative Dexter is the state when it comes to housing? How many units do we need?
0: Yeah. Right now we are 140,000 units short of what we need, and that is going to continue to grow as more people um, become housing insecure. So unless we get to the root cause of the problem, which is unaffordable or lack of affordable housing, we won't catch up. So the governor has set a clear path for us with 36,000 housing units needing to be built annually. She is taking into account not just the current um, deficit, but also the growing need that we anticipate and we have to respond with the packages that we are um, continuing to consider in addition to House Bill 2001 to make sure that we meet this um, urgent crisis with the action that it deserves.
2: And I understand the legislation's meant to get Oregon to rethink its approach to housing. Representative Dexter, how will it do that? How does it make a shift?
0: Yeah, thank you. So the Oregon Housing Needs Analysis is really, addressing our 50-year legacy of extraordinary land use where we really prioritized farms and forests and and preserving those open natural spaces and focusing on what goal 10 was which is housing and making it our top priority we have to safely and affordably house all oregonians to be able to have the security of enjoying those spaces that we've worked so hard to preserve so we will be working in a mutually accountable partnership at the state level with the local jurisdictions allowing those local jurisdictions to develop housing production strategies that meet their local needs while we at the state level make sure that they have the resources and the capacity that they need because there's a shortfall everywhere to bring those units to reality.
2: And Senator John it also this package includes 27 million for the rural Oregon continuum of care. How will that help people in rural parts of the state?
1: Well, first of all, uh, the rural community also, is, uh, as you said earlier, is also facing homelessness issues as well. So the money we, we, we recognize that every community is different uh, throughout the state. Uh, so we have to make sure that all co- communities have their own solutions to their own issues around homelessness. So the rural community counties who are receiving this money is will be helping them to address Providing services the, the the way they see it, so that that will be really what I would uh, emphasize.
2: And Representative Dexter, another chunk of money goes toward production of modular homes using Oregon mass timber. How does, how is that going to help ease the lack of affordable housing?
0: You know, we all have heard about supply chain challenges over the last few years, and what this does is it invests $20 million into the production of modular homes, which can be pre-permitted and really ready to um, put on the ground in a very quick way. And we also have to use our local supply of timber, which we know is underlying a lot of the job insecurity in rural parts of Oregon is the loss of timber. And so if we can use our homegrown materials, build jobs and build housing, it's a win, win, win across the board. So these are going to be homes built by Oregonians for Oregonians.
2: And Senator Jama, there's money for farmers to improve housing for farm workers. How much is that needed?
1: I think as you know that farm workers are the backbone of our economy and our food production uh so really the the money that has been allocated is that to ensure that they have the right housings that they need in their in their area since they all most of them work on the uh, workforce housing and uh, so the important piece is that we want to make sure that they have a healthy and uh, homes uh, in their uh, the area as they work uh, in, our, in our community. So, you know, the money is all about making sure that there's a safety and health, healthy uh, to, for farm workers housing.
2: And there's also 25 million Senator Jama dedicated to focus on youth homelessness. How critical is that? And how will it help assist vulnerable young people?
1: I think, first of all, let me say this, and I will, the representative to also to add to it, First of all, we know that the, the biggest indicator for adult homelessness is when young folks become homeless. Uh, that's just reality and that's a fact. Uh, What we need to do is that we need to make sure that we support and prevent youth homelessness issues. So this money is going to be providing uh, rental assistance, travel services, uh, those those kind of needs that the the youth need will be used, this money to ensure that that we are supporting our youth and making sure that there is a um, a lack of, uh, to to make sure that they, they don't become homeless.
2: Well, there's even more included in lawmakers' plan to address homelessness and affordable housing. We're gonna talk about that. And what about oversight? How do we make sure it does what lawmakers say it will? That's ahead in two minutes. Welcome back to Straight Talk, I'm Laurel Porter. Homelessness is at a crisis mode across the state. So much so, Oregon Governor Tina Kotek declared a homelessness and affordable housing state of emergency. Lawmakers in the House and Senate passed two bills totaling $200 million to address the crisis. Welcome once again to two of the lawmakers leading the way. Joining us now from Salem, Democrats Representative Maxine Dexter of Portland, the House Chair of the Housing Committee, and Senator Casey Jama of East Portland, the Chair of the Housing Committee in the Senate. Here to explain what's in the package, how they intend to make sure the money really makes a difference and what more still needs to be done. Once again, welcome to Straight Talk. It's really nice to have you here. Such an important topic. I want to start because in our first segment, we talked about how the money will be used for expanding shelter space, protecting youth at risk of becoming homeless and building more affordable housing. But there's more in the bills. Also included in this package is a provision that lengthens uh, the eviction notice timeline from 72 hours to 10 days. I understand that's a compromise between landlords and tenant advocates. Senator Jama, you were quite involved with this part of the bill. Why was this extended deadline needed?
1: Well, first of all, let me say this, uh, more than 50% of the Oregonians who are renters are rent pardoned, meaning that they are really struggling to pay their rent. So. One of the frameworks that we are using this session, at least, is that we have to make sure that we don't add more homeless, homelessness folks into our community. Uh, so preventing homelessness will be will be key strategy that we're trying to focus. to that, as you said, uh, this also bill included uh, provisions that will help to ensure that we don't add to more homelessness in our streets. So preventing fiction prevention, uh, as you said, um, we are increasing eviction uh, notices from 72 hours to uh, 10 days. And what that is really does is that when people are facing what they and there's resources out there to help, what they need most is time so they can get the help that they need. And that's exactly what this bill is, is doing to ensure that they, we have the folks have the time to apply resources and, and so they can stay their homes.
2: Well, there's something in it called the right of redemption. What is that, Senator Jama?
1: Well, first of all, that is really simple terms will be that we want to make sure that people, if they are facing afflictions and they are able to uh, come up the money that they uh, have, that they can pay their money before the judgment. Uh, that, so really what that means is that, that if somebody comes up the money before they've been affected, then they should have to stay in their homes and so they shouldn't be affected. That's exactly what that means.
2: Well, thank you, Senator. This may all sound really good to everyone. It touches a lot of aspects of the homelessness and housing crisis, but there's also a lot of frustration when citizens look at all the money from tax initiatives they've passed and legislation that's supposed to make things better and they look around and they don't see a lot of progress or bang for the buck, so to speak. How are you making sure Representative Dexter, this will do what you intend it to do? What's the oversight? Thank you
0: and 100%. YOU KNOW, I'M A TAXPAYER AND I WANT TO MAKE SURE THAT WE'RE USING OUR TAXPAYER DOLLARS EFFECTIVELY AND MOST EFFICIENTLY. OVERSIGHT AND ACCOUNTABILITY ARE CRITICAL TO MAKING SURE THAT NOT JUST THAT WE HAVE GOOD INTENTIONS, BUT THAT WE ARE HAVING AN IMPACT. AND THAT'S WHY WE WILL BE TRACKING PROGRESS THROUGH THE OREGON HOUSING NEEDS ANALYSIS AND and TELLING FOLKS HOW THEY'RE DOING. THERE'S REALLY A YEARLY AND SEMI-ANNUAL REPORT CARD THERE SO LOCAL JURISDICTIONS KNOW HOW THEY'RE DOING AND ALSO THE uh, Um, reports back to the legislature on the utilization of these dollars will happen quarterly and make sure that lawmakers are aware of how those dollars are getting out the door and and what impact they're making. I'm confident that Governor Kotek is going to make sure that her agencies are doing good work with the resources that they have. She's made that a priority and we stand with her in that.
2: Well, the governor has proposed a more than $32 billion budget that included even more for housing, homelessness, mental health, and addiction services. Uh, Senator Jama, are there more pieces of legislation on the way?
1: Well, Chester and I really working together right now and with the other legislators to ensure that there is actually uh, round two on this issue. Uh, so uh, I don't have the details in front of me right now, but I can tell you that there will be some additional support to both uh, Uh, houselessness and overall housing production. So that's where I'm gonna leave there.
2: And Representative Dexter, lawmakers still have their own budget proposal. How much more do you think it will include for homelessness and housing? and, And when do you come up with your budget?
0: It's a really tough question, especially as we see the reality of what our budget's going to look like. We're going to have to make hard choices. And it's been clear that Oregonians want us to um, prioritize housing and homelessness. So as housing chair, um, with my co-chair, Senator Jama, we are going to be looking at all the bills that do amazing work, and then we'll be prioritizing those on relative impact, looking across the housing spectrum to make sure that we are addressing each area as effectively as possible without spreading the peanut butter too thin. We don't wanna do a little bit of everything. We really need to do good work. So, you know, we all have budgets, we all make hard decisions with our very valuable dollars and that's what we're gonna have to do as a legislature as we move towards the the budget. The proposal is going to be in evolution, but our co-chairs are asking for those um, prioritization lists to come to them by mid-April.
2: And we just have about a minute 15 or so left for each of you to have a, a final thought that you'd like to leave with viewers about the housing and affordable housing crisis and the legislation you're sending to the governor and you're hoping to have signed next week. Senator Jama, final thought?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having us. And so let me tell you this story. Um, during the summertime, I was approached by one of my cousins, was a family of four, husband and wife and two children who were facing, they were homeless. They were on the streets, they didn't have a place to go. Those children was my, same age as my children. I, We walked in, my team and I walked in around the clock to ensure that they have a place to uh, call home. And so we were able to uh, work with the agencies and uh, counties and we were able to secure a space uh, in, 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 in uh, within a short period well, Senator, of time. Senator, I, I, come... I
2: have to jump in here because I want to give Representative Dexter just a few seconds before I have to say goodbye.
0: Thank you. And I just want to underline what uh, the senator was saying. This is about people. This is about keeping people in their homes. And we are determined to address this crisis. I'm a mother. I want a secure, affordable house for my children in the future and for every Oregonian. So we are going to work in earnest collaboration and make sure we get it done. And we look forward to ongoing feedback and conversation with our um, voters.
2: Well, thank you, Representative Dexter, Senator Jama, for joining us here on Straight Talk. Good luck during the rest of the session. And thank you for watching and for listening to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. Just search for KGW straight talk. Join us next week. We talk to the mayor of Vancouver. Have a great week.